0: He is more than a story. He is more than a comic book superhero. He is more than a symbol of hope. He represents our greatest aspirations. He is everything we think we can be. And yet, even with all the strength and all the power in all of the world, he may not be able to meet his greatest challenges and redeem his family's legacy, for he is the son of El. Chapter 22 From Out of the Shadow Lady Shiva emerged from her meeting with Ra's al Ghul without casting Bruce a glance as she marched past him. With the chamber doors left open, Bruce entered and closed them behind him. He knew what was expected of him, but feared what unknown possibility lay in store. Bruce crossed the room to his master's bedside. Ras Al Ghul began to speak before looking his way. Well, well, Robin. It seems our dear Sandra believes you only need another chance. But I fear we do not have the time for it. Sandra has long believed you would seamlessly replace me. I saw Dark's insolence as the perfect opportunity to test you while disinfecting our ranks of dissent. I must confess, there was a moment I hoped you would prevail. But alas, we must move forward with our original plan before it is too late. Bruce was off-put by Ross al Ghul's consigned tone. Then you're not angry with me? How can I be, young Master Wayne? For all the reasons that you hesitate, it is why I have chosen you as my heir. But simultaneously, it is a sign that you are not yet ready. Ready for what? Ready to take my place before I die, of course. Which, if we do not depart soon, will be upon us earlier than we may hope. Lady Shiva returned with Ra's al Ghul's attendants, pushing a wheelchair along with Talia standing behind them. Talia had an expression of terror on her face. Bruce turned to his master for some kind of assurance. Where are we going? We are going to the only place that will save either of us. We are going to the Lazarus Pits. Bruce helped Lady Shiva as they lift their master from his bed and into the chair, then quickly wheeling him to the aircraft hangar. Aboard the jet, Bruce continued the discussion with his master, who appeared to be aging by the minute as the craft took flight. When they were again by themselves, Ras al Ghul continued. The Lazarus Pits are the only thing that keep the Shadow Watchers together. Without them, we would be smashed against the rocks of time. Through their power, I have now extended my life by over 900 years. Though I had hoped that I would not have to endear them again, I did not expect such privilege. Why? What are these Lazarus Pits? They are a kind of fountain of youth, Robin. Though they are no less a source of madness. A madness that only the strongest of wills can survive. I have used them for centuries to regenerate myself. But as I explained, I have had no choice. Organizations like the Lightkeepers need the guidance of longevity. Through the Lazarus Pits, I have brought this guidance to the Shadow Watchers. Before myself, it has only been afforded to the light keepers through the immortality of Vander Oj. Vander Oj? You've never mentioned this name before. You have known him by many names through your lessons, though you were not told that they were all one and the same. Today you would know him as Vandal Savage. The man from Casnia. Yes, very good. You remember? Vander Oj is old enough to have witnessed the death of Enki and seen the lightkeepers through for all these ages. He is their founder, and though he is no longer at the center of their power, he is eternally our threat. There was a time before the Lazarus Pits that the Shadow Watchers were nearly scattered to nothing. But with the help of the Pits, we have regained our strength and become so much more. Unfortunately, there is only so much longer that I can pay this price. The effects of the Lazarus Pit have less duration each time I use them. It has barely been eleven years since my last resurrection. Eleven years since I lost my beloved wife and mother to my precious Talia. Ross Al drifted off, staring out of the window. He continued, though more distant as he spoke. He seemed to be aging in front of Bruce as he went on. If I had had an heir then... I would have chosen death over losing my beloved. She was there to comfort me, as she had done before. She was there to bring me back to reality, but alas, it was young Tolia who brought me back to consciousness, only after I killed her mother in a fit of mad rage. Talia would rather never see the pits again, but it is her destiny. Whether it be you or I, she will always be destined for the role. Even if you had passed the test, I would still have to show you these pits. You will have to use them someday, to ensure someone is watching the shadows. Why me? There is no one else, in nearly a millennium. None of my many failed sons have shown your strength of will. You were made for this, Bruce even if it is not yet your time to enter the pits. It is your time to witness their power. As hopeful as Sandra was that you would be ready to take my mantle and save me the suffering of entering the pits once more, it is better for you and Tolia as well. It is better that you witness this. Sandra will see. This is for the best. The old man returned to silence, closing his eyes, his frail body still upright. Bruce, unsure if his master would survive this flight, blurted out the first question that came to mind. Why do you refer to Lady Shiva by her given name when we're alone? A name can be a powerful thing, Bruce, especially when you are the one deciding what name you are known by. When I introduced you both, I gave you her name while denying her yours. She knew from that moment on how the power dynamic between you would be balanced. To all the world, she is Lady Shiva, the Destroyer. To you and I, she is Sandra Wusan. You are no different. Besides myself, no one here knows your true name, Bruce. That is by design. We are making you into a myth, something larger than life. Bruce shifted his gaze out the window. Ras went on. I do not think you failed in your errand to deal with Ebenezer. I believe we are taking the better path, even if it may be hard on us. This will be good for us, for you most especially. You need to see how the Lazarus pits do their work. It is a necessary step. Turning back to his master, Bruce kept his focus on the facts. Where are the Lazarus Pits? There are several scattered around the world. This is not the time to tell you where they all may be, but we are headed to the closest of them now. It is a cave in India, located on another one of our properties. We will be there shortly. You will see for yourself. My strength is slipping from me quickly so getting there cannot happen soon enough now go fetch my daughter and leave me with her before we arrive she and I have our own peace to make Bruce did as he was told and sought Talia he found her in the midsection of the jet she had drawn in wrapped herself in a blanket and closed her eyes to remove herself from the mission ahead Bruce put his hand gently on her shoulder to let her know he was there Your father wants to see you. Talia took one long breath, filled with resignation. Opening her eyes, she looked at Bruce with an expression of guilt. I was a fool for thinking I wouldn't have to do this again. I convinced myself that with you here, it would be different. I am sorry, my beloved. I am sorry you must see this. She stood and walked forlorn to the back of the jet where her father awaited. Bruce took her seat next to the window and saw only the darkness of the night in the jungle below. For the first time, he had a moment to ponder the evening's revelations. That he was the master's heir had long been apparent, but what that entailed had never been so clear. Staring out the empty window into the night, Bruce's mind began to disassociate. He understood more than ever before, but he could sense some great detail had been omitted from him. His mind scattered to find the clues to fill his blind spots Before he could solve his riddle, Bruce snapped out of his trance when he felt the jet's vertical thrusters engage. They were already landing. They touched down close to the cave's entrance. Ra's al Ghul was tenderly aided by Talia as she escorted him inside. Immediately, Bruce could see an uncanny glow emitted from deep within the cave. Its color was indistinguishable as it almost appeared to shift through several hues all at once. Around the final corner, the light source revealed itself. It was an eerie pool of glowing liquid, effervescently bubbling as it filled the furthest end of the cave. Bruce stood back with Lady Shiva and the others as Talia helped her frail father walk into the bizarre Lazarus pit. They waded in, knee deep, where Talia helped her father lay back in the pool. He did not resist, looking up to his daughter lovingly as she lowered him until he was submerged in the liquid. At first, she slowly backed away. Then, after a few steps, she pivoted and moved as quickly as she could. Her face could no longer hide the terror she felt. Talia was only a few steps out of the pool when intense bubbling started from where she lay Ra's Al Ghul. The light of the Lazarus Pit concentrated itself around his body and everyone backed away except Talia. She had turned around at the pond's edge to face her fears. As Ra's al Ghul sprung up from the pool maniacally laughing, she slowly began to step backwards away from him. A wild fervor was in his eye. A new, virile youth surged through his body. He leapt into the air far higher than Bruce would have imagined he could, landing on the shore of the pit where Talia had just been standing. As he pulsed toward her, Bruce motioned to spring to her aid, but was firmly held back by Lady Shiva. As Ra's al closed in on his daughter in ravenous glee, she held up her arm in defense and pleaded, Father! Yet before he could reach her, she became overwhelmed in the moment and fainted. As she fell, Ra's al snapped out of his trance and caught his daughter, limp in his arms. Waking up from his madness, he was grateful to discover she had survived his blind wrath. Feeling his strength and youth restored once again, he smiled in delicious confidence. His victory was now assured. Seeing this look in his master's eye, Bruce recognized him for the predator he was. Bruce asked himself, was this what he was training to be? Talia had only survived by chance. Bruce still felt an urge to rescue her from her father's arms, but he dared not move. Ra's al Ghul clung to her, hunched as though he may spring into an attack at any moment. Slowly his muscles began to relax, first in his back and shoulders, and finally in his hands and face. He rose to his usual proud posture and looked directly into Bruce's eyes. Come, take her from me. Bruce did as he was told, moments before he had just had the urge to take her from him, but when he finally did it, it was at his master's behest. Casually handing Talia to Bruce, Ross Al Ghul glided to his attendants to refresh his robes changing into his most regal garments. Talia slowly came to consciousness in Bruce's arms. Oh beloved, did it work? Is my father all right? He is, my love. We all survived. As the gravity of their moment sunk in, Talia leaned into Bruce's arms, finding a moment of security before the demon's head called them back to action. As though nothing had occurred, He ushered everyone back to his jet and back to their lives as he fated them to go. Bruce began pondering the words Lady Shiva had said to him. The demon's head made all of us. There are no accidents here. How true was this? How much had Ross al Ghul steered his life until this moment? How much of his life was still his to determine? Bruce wanted to find out the limits of what he could do beyond his master's will. Yet every thought he pondered was suspect. Perhaps, even these questions he asked himself were all according to his master's plan. Bruce knew, to break free of his grip, he must confront Ra's al Ghul and demand answers. For the next few days, finding time alone with the demon's head proved impossible. His months of illness had cast doubt in his underworld empire. Refreshed by the Lazarus Pits, it was time for a long-needed show of power. Any faction that demonstrated any kind of favor to Ebenezer Dark was visited, and allegiances were tested. Leaders in the ranks wavering in commitment were not above replacing. In the fashion of the demon's head, these terminations were as brutal as possible, all to incentivize the loyalty of their successors. Even with Ross Ghul's penchant for brutality fresh in his mind, Bruce was not swayed in his compulsion. He would not wait for his master to make time for them to speak. Bruce would decide the time and Bruce would decide the place. After Ra's al Ghul returned to his bedchambers overlooking the garden, Bruce Wayne once again snuck into the room full of artifacts. Without a sound, he made his way up the spiral staircase at the center of the room and ascended it for the first time. Peeking into the chamber from the stairwell, Bruce's eyes were met by his master. Ra's al Ghul stared at him with a chilling calm. I am surprised you have waited this long to find me. I was almost beginning to think that something was wrong. What is on your mind, Robin? What question is burning to fuel your silence? Bruce second-guessed himself as he ascended the rest of the staircase. Ra's al Ghul stood beside his dressing table near an enormous curtained bed. Bruce came to a halt before his master and blurted out the first question he could think of. Why did you never tell me who Vandal Savage was? To tell you his age would have led you to the question of my own age, and I wanted to keep the subject of the Lazarus Pits from arising. I have lost several sons and daughters to the madness of the pits. Children of mine who were never exposed to the pits directly have lost their minds trying to attain their power. Even now, your will is being tested. Just knowing their existence is the first test. Whatever lesson his master was trying to teach was lost on Bruce, The Lazarus Pits had no lure for him. He was appalled by them. Dwelling on their existence seemed like a distraction from what Bruce really wanted. He sought some elusive missing piece to his mysterious puzzle. Is your grudge with Vandal Savage personal? Did he wrong you long ago? Ross al Ghul did not have a ready answer for this question. He narrowed his eyes and looked Bruce over. Vandal Savage's very existence is an abomination. He is a danger to life on this planet. All of the Light Keepers are, and he is their central cog. I am not carrying out a grudge on him. I am merely countering his cursed existence. By living your own cursed existence? As his words were met with a ringing silence, Bruce wondered if he had gone too far. Ras Al Ghul hung his head in exhaustion. It was the oldest he had appeared in days. Yes cursed existence is correct though it is a curse i hope to pass to you one day you can keep your curse i want nothing to do with the lazarus pits and once again this is why you are so uniquely suited for this part you are here to play each time we test your will you rise beyond expectation you were created for this bruce worried he was losing command of the conversation his master was distracting him from what he needed to learn Bruce knew he must choose his questions carefully. How are you any different than Vandal Savage? What makes the League of Shadows any better than the Light Keepers? The Light Keepers take glory in their power and are born to it. We Shadow Watchers do it for duty and are chosen. They are nothing like us. We only exist to counter their excess. Is that why causing so much pain and suffering is necessary? We do what we must. The Lightkeepers will destroy us all in their petty fight against each other. Krypton has long been destroyed and they still bite one another like beasts, each of them aiming to rule the others. Vandal Savage is not their only immortal. A sorcerer by the name of Felix Faust has harnessed powers from the Netherworld to endow himself with his own kind of eternal life. These Lightkeepers have all become hungry for immortality. Professor Ivo, all of those robotics he's mastered, he plans to put himself inside one of them. Why do they not? Bruce stopped himself. He did not want to turn the conversation back to the Lazarus Pits, but it was too late. His master gently seized upon the moment. Why do they not use the Lazarus Pits? Bruce nodded, but did not want to admit that it indeed was his question. Ras al eyes grew sullen as he sought the words to answer. They... They cannot use them. All that tried have lacked the fortitude of mind. Too few of us have the willpower to withstand the madness induced by the Lazarus Pits. Bruce had lost the reins of the conversation. He needed to regain control. He let his mind scatter and grasp for an unexpected question, anything to throw off his master. What did the League of Shadows do to Sandra Wusan before she became Lady Shiva? Ra's al took a moment to regain his full posture. Clearly, this question had served its purpose. Miss Wu is what we might call a beneficial accident. By no more than chance, the League of Shadows put her in an orphanage as a child, and then, after she had grown to adulthood, the League ripped away all she had created for herself. It was not planned this way, and yet, I am proud to confess she is one of the deadliest assassins we have ever trained if that is what you are referring to then yes we are sometimes at the root of the suffering we take advantage of that is all a part of our craft bruce knew this sentiment all too well it harkened back to his master's words from long ago subversion is a subtle art form that aims to predetermine ramifications at that moment one question stood out to bruce it was the key to his puzzle what have you not told me about my parents' death? Razogu appeared more prepared for this than he had the previous question, as though he knew it were the next logical curiosity. As I have always promised you, I had no hand in their demise. But it would be untruthful of me to claim I could not have done more to protect them from it. If anything, my entire plan counted on the lightkeepers retaliating against us. I did not know how or when their response would come. But I counted on it coming, I urged your parents to take greater risks all the time. In the end, I had the chance to warn them of their assassination but chose not to. I regret that decision now, and am still trying to repay that debt to you." Turmoil contorted inside of Bruce. He heard sincerity in his master's words, yet he could not reconcile that sincerity against his confession of guilt. Ras al Ghul had not killed his parents, he had used them to stir strife between the lightkeepers. Bruce had run out of questions for his master. The two of them stared at each other for another minute before Bruce turned around and descended the spiral staircase. With the palace already cloaked in darkness for the night, Bruce sought out Talia in her room at the top of the central spire of the roof. The room was unlit, like the rest of the house, and Talia was not there. By candlelight, Bruce left a farewell letter and signed it, your beloved. Snuffing the wick and taking the candle with him, Bruce made his way to the cellars of the underground labyrinth. Soon he was replete with supplies from the training camp. From there, he disappeared into the jungle. Thank you for listening. I'm Isaac Bluefoot. Son of L is written and produced by myself. If you're enjoying this audiobook, please recommend it to friends. Also, if you haven't yet, rate and review the show wherever you can. I really appreciate it. If you want to help ensure my time is free for writing, you can offer your support at patreon.com bluefoot. This story was inspired by the Superman and DC Comics and Characters, originally created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster with additional contributions by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, Dennis O'Neill, Neil Adams, Julius Schwartz, Rick Estrada, and Bob Brown. Manuscript editing assistance by Trisha Reel. Music in this episode was made by Kyle Preston, Blue Dot Sessions, Pottington Bear, Bortex, Sergey Quadrado, and Masato Abe. See the episode notes for details. For more of my work, get yourself a deck of Omen Quest cards at omenquestcards.com. Play an assortment of storytelling games with this beautiful deck of cards. And be sure to listen to my next episode, Chapter 23, Creature of the Night.